0: you're listening to the best of financial wellness radio please enjoy this encore presentation this is financial wellness radio with rob burnett and Lori gross from outlook financial center when a part of your financial strategy is out of tune your long-term goals your retirement savings and your legacy can all suffer With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio.
1: Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio. I'm Rob Burnett, CEO of the Outlook Financial Center, and joining me today in the studio is Lori Gross, our lead planner and advisor for our Troy office. Good morning, Lori.
2: Good morning, Rob.
1: And no financial wellness radio show would be complete without our fearless radio tour guide, our good friend and co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony.
0: Good morning, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross. I am excited to be here today. Can you tell?
2: Yes, definitely. You
0: <laughs> <laughs> must have got some sleep last night. I did. I got the full eight for once. How about that?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't happen often, does it?
0: And, and of course, the 40 cups of coffee I drank before the show today.
1: Perfect.
2: We're not doing any bathroom breaks, <laughs> just so you know.
0: <laughs> Yikes. I may be in trouble. All right. Well, how are you guys doing? Rob, what
1: have you been up to lately? Well, we're getting ready for another uh, set of seminars that will be going on here in the next few days. So that's keeping us busy and it's still tax season. I still have a bunch of missionary and uh, overseas returns to do. So uh, the the big wave of all the, the extra stuff is gone, but eh, it never goes away. Well, that's yeah. And crazy. on top of
2: that, oh, sorry about that. On top of the fact that our, uh, our workshops are coming up next week our office manager is going to be on vacation the whole week so we're going to be doing it without her so
1: So it's going to be a mess
2: double duty for both of us
1: (laughs) Yeah. so so yeah um amber is packing the the totes for the two seminars so we don't have to think about what to take from one to the other she knows we're we're helpless without her so yeah (laughs) wow Wow, I'm sure
0: you'll do just fine, at least as long as Lori's there. Now, if if Amber was gone and Lori was gone, Rob, I'd be pretty worried right now. I'd cancel.
2: <laughs> he wouldn't have a choice. Just, just,
0: just
1: not happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know they keep you in line, but uh, you have a lot of knowledge and strategies to help folks, uh, and you stay on top of it for your clients, Rob, and that's the good thing. And, uh, and you've got, uh, you know, you've got Amber to stay on top of you, you know, get... Keep you in line, and of course, Lori. I know you're organized anyway. So,
2: yeah, I like to crack that whip.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Lori, you've been good.
2: Yeah, I've been doing really good, and I'm loving this this weather because I'm finally getting to get out and get in the flower beds around the house and clean things up outside, and it's so nice. Yeah, at least <laughs> a few days it.
0: of spring before summer hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple. Well, well, Rob, what are we talking about today?
1: Well, Tony, what we're going to talk about today is financial literacy and how important that is to making your future plans really come true and get you to where you want to go.
0: Interesting. What do you mean, though, by financial literacy? Explain that to us.
2: Well, you know, I like to ask the question, You know, what does it mean to be financially literate? Well, you know, let's, let's think about that for just a minute. Having financial literacy means that you possess the knowledge, the skills, and confidence that you need in order to make sound financial decisions that fit into your unique situation. And many people think that you know, the cornerstones of personal finance are budgeting, um, avoiding and are managing their debt and diversification. Um, those things are incredibly important. Um, but I want to point out that just being aware of these concepts and dabbling with them ever so often just isn't enough.
1: Yeah, Tony, you really need to be fluent and very comfortable with those concepts. You know, people give them lip service, but do they really get down and do it? people will often spend a very significant amount of time of and money and energy focusing on getting a job but then they don't think about how they're going to manage the money that they do receive once they have that job and the same thing is really too when i talk to and work with small business owners these folks make a lot of money over their career but they may have very little to show for it when they get to retirement so in the same way you might be an expert in you know, 70s rock music or craft beer or vintage cars whatever you should be literate also in the realm of personal finance.
0: Wait a minute. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a huge music fanatic and a record collector. So you said 70s rock music, uh, uh, 70s and 80s music. I, I'm an expert and I'm, I'm very, very, um, you know, schooled in that uh, and literate in that field. And of course, craft beer uh, is a passion. But you're saying I have to actually Uh, be as literate with finances as I am with craft beer? Now, that seems a bit extreme.
1: Well, it it may be a bit extreme, but uh, we're going to call you out on this, Tony, because quite frankly, you're in the majority of folks that we do talk to. And since I started in the financial industry a long time ago, how long does it matter, uh, I've come across people who, despite their hard work, still feel like their finances don't really reflect the efforts they've been putting in. The amount of money you're making, however, is not what determines your financial future. It's more about how solid your plan is. It's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. I mean, I've seen individuals who are drowning in credit card debt, but they have a six-figure salary. On the other hand, there are those with modest incomes, but they have no debt and they have very strong investments. So more income doesn't necessarily translate into a better financial situation.
0: Right. Good point, and I suppose I should make sure my priorities are in order. Beer doesn't come before my fi- my finances. Uh, I think we can all uh, agree on that. Uh, this is an interesting concept. I, I mean, uh, maybe we could talk uh, a little bit more about the differences between uh, these types of people, right?
2: Yeah, you know, um, I think it comes down to the education that they've received regarding finance throughout their years. you know, of course, everyone would like to make smart uh, financial decisions that will position them correctly for their future. But many have never really been given the opportunity to learn how to do that. Um, Fortune, Fortune magazine reported on the National Financial Capability Study, which conducted by the uh, Investor Education Foundation of FINRA, which is a national organization that regulates financial brokers and dealers. And that study found that nearly two-thirds of Americans can't pass a basic test of financial literacy.
1: Here's where we're calling you out, Tony. <laughs> Let me summarize a couple of their conclusions. Because right. as we go through here, most of us are going to – see ourselves in some of these conclusions, uh, conclusions, one or more of them. So the first thing, uh, the study showed the Americans uh, demonstrate relatively low levels of financial literacy and have difficulty applying financial decision-making skills to real-life situations. You're right, beer's not a priority unless you're running cores.
0: <laughs> right, I see. Yeah,
1: exactly. Now, in the study participants were asked five questions covering aspects of economics and finance accounted at you encounter in everyday life. In the US, 63% are unable to answer more than three of the five questions correctly. Also, most Americans don't shop for their credit cards. Uh, They'll look at uh, 58% saying that when they got their most recent credit card, they just looked at one, they didn't do any comparison shopping, compare information for more than one company. And and this is really what we wanna talk to our clients about is you need to be a wise consumer of these things with at least a fundamental level of financial understanding when you pair that knowledge with financial decision-making skills, that can have a tremendous impact on your financial outcome and your financial capabilities going forward.
2: Well, you know, and these results really are a cause for concern. And, and we see this regularly in our practice. In fact, you know, the lack of financial literacy in our country has even led our government to designate April as National Financial Literacy Month. Wow. Did you know that?
0: No. <laughs> No, April was, uh, April was National Financial Literacy Month. Well, yes. I guess that didn't get a lot of coverage. So just how bad <laughs> is financial literacy in America? So bad we don't even celebrate its month.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> well, let's put this into perspective a little bit. You know, uh, 44% of Americans don't have enough cash to cover a $400 emergency. And, and this is according to a Forbes article about how badly America is failing at financial literacy. Um So the median out-of-pocket cost for an emergency medical expense, do either of you know what that is? No. No No clue? Okay. It's about $1,000, and this is according to the Federal Reserve Annual Survey. Um, That means that almost half of Americans are one accident away from receiving a bill in the mail that they just can't afford to cover. And it may be harder to imagine right now since the job market is strong, but imagine the setbacks an individual would have, if they were to lose their job with less than $400 in their account. Wow. And this all ties back to understanding the importance of an emergency fund and having a better grasp on financial sense.
1: Antonia, another statistic that sheds light on our financial know-how or lack thereof is that 43% of those with student loans are not making payments. Wow. 43% aren't making payments. That's crazy. It is Mm -hmm. crazy. Take it to the next level. More than 16 million people in the U S have a master's degree. That's about 8% of the population, right? Okay. Now put it in perspective. Historically, master's degrees have become about as commonplace as bachelor degrees were in the sixties. Think wow. about that for a second. So with that popularity comes a growing number of individuals that have put off paying their student loans. They graduate, get their bachelor's degree, then they move straight to graduate school. Now, Here's my my concern with that is, you know, granted, the rising cost of tuition plays a key role in, in graduates struggling to pay off those loans. But I think overall, it helps students have a better understanding how repayment plans look after graduating. One of the questions we get from a lot of our clients who have kids graduating from college, how are we going to pay this back? We want to help them make those informed decisions. But it needs to be done much, much sooner. Mm -hmm. We want those decisions to be informed when it comes to the degrees they're going after, what their educational options are. Because what this student loan problem really highlights to us as planners is a significant lack of planning for college by parents and by the students in the years leading up to the high school. They're not in high school yet. And then the work they have to do to get a great college uh, selection, financial aid package, particularly one you don't have to pay back but they don't do that hard work in high school to get to their senior year and then panic and scramble for every scholarship they can possibly right. apply for. And right. seniors familiar. get tired of writing essays, right? Yeah. Yeah. So college planning is a topic for another day. We don't want to get into it. That's I could go two hours on that alone, but here's the two troubles, troubling situations that, that bother me and leads back to our financial literacy com, uh, conversation. First thing is parents are sacrificing their retirement to ha- help pay for college education for their kids. They show up, kids' college is paid for, their financial uh, retirement plan's in a wreck. Second thing, a significant number of kids move back home because they can't afford rent and their student loans immediately after they graduate from college. The boomerang child.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the boomerang child and the sandwich generation where the kids are coming back, the boomerang kids you're talking about, and caring for elderly parents. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of us are seeing that. Now, really important information and, you know, student loan debts uh, come into play here and financial literacy regarding that is important. And I know we've done a show on it before, but maybe we should do another show on uh, college prep uh, again at some point. Uh, Unfortunately, we have to take a quick break. We're out of time for this first segment. Is there anything you want to add before the break, Rob?
1: I do. I want to encourage our listeners, whether you're confident in your financial literacy or if you aren't even sure how compound interest works, we're here to help. Now we have two retirement income seminars coming up here in a few days. So we're going to cover a lot of these topics related to financial literacy. So if you're interested in that, you can visit our website at outlookfc.com, click on the seminars menu, and go there to get more information and to reserve your seat. You can also learn more by going to our Facebook page at outlookfinancialcenter.com or give us a call at 937-552-9990. And our offer for our radio listeners today, Tony, is we're offering them our complimentary Financial Literacy 101 booklet. And as a part of that offer, we offer you to uh, schedule a one-hour, no-cost consultation, no obligations. We'll go over the booklet, answer your questions, because here at Outlook Financial Center, we're with you here for the long haul. We want our clients to enjoy smooth sailing and reach the goal we ultimately have for all of our clients, retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62,
0: 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Outlook Financial Center at 937-552-9990 or visit outlookfc.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit.
2: Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center. And in the studio with me today is our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. And today, we are asking the question, are you financially illiterate? In the first segment of our show, we talked about the importance of financial literacy and shared a few statistics that shed some light on how many Americans actually lack it. And one of those was the alarming amount of Americans that don't have enough cash to cover a $400 unexpected emergency. The other was that almost half of Americans with student loans are making no payments towards their loans.
0: Wow. Well, and I appreciate that recap. We've covered a lot of ground and just the whole thing with student loans always gets me uh, because I have a son in college and I'm dealing with that. Now, are there any other areas, uh, Lori, you want to discuss that might give us an indication as to whether uh, we have uh, financial literacy that we need or not?
2: Another issue that I'd like to, to consider having people think about is credit card debt. You know, According to a recent study, 38% of households in the U.S. Have, have credit card debt, and they also found that the average household has a credit card debt of $5,700. If you ask me, that's about $5,700 too much. The interest that accrues while maintaining credit card debt can be incredibly damaging to your financial situation and often increases the amount that you'll ultimately pay towards that purchase that you made on that credit card. And many people with credit card debt are unaware that they're paying so much in interest or and more importantly that there are strategies that can help them reduce their interest amounts.
0: Wow. Well, and that's interesting. Obviously nobody wants to have credit card debt and We shouldn't have credit card debt, but a lot of us uh, can find ourselves in that situation. For those of us who find ourselves in that hole, I think it's encouraging to know that there are strategies out there to help us recover,
1: right? There certainly are. And what it really comes down to is having a spending plan and a repayment plan in place and then sticking to it. My last area of financial literacy, or lack thereof, I should say, is in the retirement realm. Money Magazine reported on a study conducted by Going Banking Rates. The study surveyed millennials, Generation Xers, baby boomers, asking how much they had saved for retirement. The results were pretty bleak and revealed that many people are not on the right track to cover their expenses in retirement. In fact, they found that 56% of Americans have less than $10,000 saved for their golden years. Uh, doesn't sound quite so golden to me. What do you think, Tony?
0: Well, yeah, that doesn't sound good. I mean, it doesn't sound golden. Uh, what do you think is the reasoning behind this failure to plan for so many people?
2: Well, you know, retirement planning can be just extremely overwhelming. There's no denying that, uh, especially when the future always seems farther away than it actually is. It's kind of like looking in that rearview mirror, you know, objects in mirror are closer than they appear. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that feeling of discouragement may stem from a lack of education Regarding the importance of financial planning when it comes to the retirement time. Uh, granted, that might not be everyone. I know a few people, you know, who have said that they don't feel it's worth it to open up a retirement account because their employer doesn't match it, or or the, the hassle of rolling over funds with with a new job change is is less appealing to them. They just don't think it's worth it.
0: Uh, we've been discussing some of the ways people may or may not be financially literate. I don't know why you guys keep staring at me whenever we say that, (laughs) Uh, including the shocking amount of Americans that don't have enough to cover a $400 emergency, the number of people who aren't taking steps to repay student loans, uh, prevalence of credit card debt. And finally, uh, just you talked about the amount of people out there who have little to nothing saved for retirement. And that's that's a crisis in this country, and and all of these facts, uh, as you've mentioned, point to a broader issue that a lot of Americans lack the basic financial literacy they need. And I know that's why you guys are so busy helping people with this. And, and now that we've talked about some of these problems, uh, maybe Rob, why don't you start us off on this segment uh, and tell us a little bit about where we can go from here?
1: I sure will. And we've heard this from many of our clients. They'll look at the man, we wish we'd have known this information a long time ago. Right. Exactly. So my problem is there's only a few states that require personal finance classes for high schoolers. I mean, come on. These, these kids graduate from high school. They have no idea what a checkbook is. They don't know how a debit card works. Getting a loan? Forget it. They have no idea. And, and that's just sad that you send somebody out into the world that financially unprepared. That's why we see the large amounts of college debt. These kids get uh, credit cards in college. They don't know how to manage it. They run them up to the limit thinking, well, they still have plastic on the front. Still should work right. (laughs) They don't understand how these fundamentals work. So I think if we had a more widespread financial education program, we might have a lot more financially literate people. And some of these issues we described would certainly subside. Now, several years ago, I volunteered with Junior Achievement. Uh, they offer a free program of financial literacy for 4th graders, 8th graders, and seniors in high school. Uh, I did that for several years. I did mostly the 8th grade classes. And during that program, uh, the social studies teachers would give us one hour every week or week and a half over a period of about 10 or 11 sessions. And these kids became genuinely interested in the financial issues. We talked about how to manage credit, how to run a checkbook. We talked about supply and demand. We talked about the stock market. In fact, we had an ongoing stock market competition between uh, various small groups in the class. Now, one of the way how do you get to an eighth grader? Offer them pizza, huh. so, that <laughs> hey, so, a, so that works for my That
0: works the same on me. It does.
1: (laughs) And so part of the rewards is, you know, we had certain little mini competitions that we go through. So pizzas, uh, sandwiches from Subway, but they really got it. They really got into it. And that was exciting to see, particularly when a couple of years later, I have a a young lady stop me in the supermarket and tell me she's still mad at me because she didn't get a donut in Uh one of our competitions. Oh, but she knew exactly what the lesson was. She told me precisely what she learned and how it was important to her. And so I offered just to go buy her a dozen right there on the spot, because that was really a, a group of kids that really understood the impact of the finances. So and I know a lot of people would rather watch paint dry or do, you know, you know, grass grow or any one of another, other outstanding and exciting hobbies that rather than sit down and learn about personal finances.
0: Mm. Well, and that's really important. I mean, it's true. But it's so important to be knowledgeable on this subject since it's going to affect our our lives so much, right, Lori?
2: Well, you know, it it really will. But it's it's easy to put things off until they really become a glaring problem for some people. Um, Unfortunately, many people don't realize how important it is to learn about smart money choices until it's too late. and, And they maybe can't afford the retirement or the future that they had always envisioned for themselves. And one thing that we hope is that hopefully parents, public schools, employers, uh, universities uh, and the likes begin to take steps towards promoting financial wellness within these young people. Uh, After all, they are the ones positioned to create much needed change and be a part of this country's financial solution. But, But we can't sit around waiting for this to just happen. Um, it's, it's important to start taking the proper steps, steps now in order to make the needed changes that, that we so desperately need.
0: Right. Well, Lori, maybe you could share some tips on how we can go about getting financial literacy or gaining financial literacy then.
2: You know, it may seem overwhelming to get involved in your finances, but you will be so much better off in the future if you start taking control of your financial life now. You can start by reading as much as you can. And I know you're thinking, you know, hard pass here on that kind of dull reading, right? Um, But if you start, start out small and get more into browsing, you know, Money Matters, related magazines, newspapers, the Wall Street Journal... Um, follow some of these sites on on LinkedIn. They're gonna they're gonna show you or show up in your newsfeed and and give you little articles. And, and you may not click on all of them, but pick, pick and choose your battles there. Read some of the information that's out there. You'll be surprised how quickly you start to get a grasp on these things.
1: And, and Tony, another useful thing is to start using some financial management tools. Uh, when you connect to a financial management tool like Mint, Mint is becoming very popular and it's free. Uh, or any other related service uh, like that to your personal accounts, they're going to allow you to connect to your checking, your savings, your credit card, your mortgage if you have one. You can watch them all come together and get a real view of what your total financial situation is and get really get on top of your money. It's easy to manage your finances in one place and gain literacy over your finances if you're willing to put in a little effort.
0: Well, yeah, and those services sound really helpful. Uh, Do you have uh, any other tips for us, Lori?
2: I think one of the most important things that you can do is to ask an expert for advice. In the same way that you couldn't perform brain surgery on your own because you weren't trained in that skill, you should consult a trusted financial services professional with experience that can help you understand how to budget and how to save. Professionals can help you look at how you're handling your finances and make suggestions on how you can start to pay off any debts that you do have, consolidate and manage your finances you know, with a plan that's based on your unique situation. And aside from that, take advantage of the networks that you have access to, you know, whether it's a podcast, a webinar, blog posts, etc. You know, there are countless financial education options available out there to you. And be sure to look within your immediate network, too. Consult your successful friends or family that are in your circle that are of influence and utilize the knowledge that they have and that they can share with you. There are truly endless options to expand your financial literacy out there.
0: All right. Well, it's been a great show. Good to hear about this and how we can improve our own financial literacy for sure. Unfortunately, our time is up. Rob, do you have any closing comments?
1: I do, and I'm I'm hoping our listeners got something out of the show today that will spur them toward becoming more financially literate, maybe taking that next step and coming in and contacting uh, us here at Outlook Financial Center, so we can get them programmed uh, or into a program that really will get them to where they want to be uh, financially. Once again, we'll take you wherever you are, wherever you happen to start. Uh, we've got clients all the way from uh, just out of college to in their 90s and everything in between. So we really don't care where you are in your journey. Let us uh, work beside you and and get you to where you want to go. Once again, two seminars coming up here in the next few days. If you're interested, go to outlookfc.com, click on the seminars tab, get that information and sign up and reserve your seat. Also for the listeners today, we have the financial 101 booklet. Let us show you and walk you through that schedule that one hour, no cost, no obligation consultation you can give us a call at area code 937-552-9990 and get that set up because remember what we want all of our clients to do is journey through life, get past that college hurdle, and then ultimately retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired.
0: Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made. As to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.